Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Doran's Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Doran's for nearly a hundred years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. Live from San Francisco on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network, you are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with your hosts, Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get it on! How's it going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday, noon Pacific, 3 Eastern, Sunday, 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern. It is Thursday on this program. And you know what that means? Actually, you know, Brody Lee used to always say that. He would say, it's Wednesday, and you know what that means. It's Thursday, and you know what that means. And I've been saying it here on this show for months and months and months now. And the more I say it, the more I realize, I don't know what this guy was talking about. I never know what it means when I wake up on any day. I mean, I know it's Thursday today, but the idea that I know what that means, I never know what that means. And you don't either, because let me tell you what's happening today. Normally, we talk about AEW on Thursday, but we can't. There was no AEW last night. Not every day that we have a world premiere that we are hosting. That is happening today. Usually on Thursday, Mike Sempervivi is here, but he's been suspended for denigrating Fish Talk Radio. He will be replaced today by a special guest host by the name of Lance Storm. He'll be the co-host here today. And it's not every day that we uh, we run something head-to-head with our own show. The world premiere of Mega Ran and Novelist, Clash of the Titans, Okada versus Omega, will be... It will be premiering on our YouTube channel, video.f4wonline.com, literally in eight minutes, which is, in fact, head-to-head with this show. But that's what we that's how we roll around here. So you'll be able to go to the YouTube channel. Uh, the link is up on Twitter, or just go to video.f4wonline.com, and you can, you can search for it there. But the actual link is on my Twitter right now. And uh, you can watch the world premiere live at 15 after the top of the hour. And if you would uh, if you would prefer to just listen to the show uninterrupted, fear not, because if you are a subscriber, Twitch.tv. Actually, I think it's free. Twitch.tv uh, slash F4W Video. We'll be playing it during a commercial break later on here in the program, and then in the final segment, Mega Ran and Novelist will be appearing on this program to talk about all of this and more. We got so much to get into today, and we will kick it off after the break. Stick around, Wrestling Observer Live.
Auto Parts is here to keep your car on the road with the right parts, advice from our parts professionals, and our free loaner tool program. Your local store has more than 80 specialty tools available for your next repair. Refundable deposit required. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and ask about our free loaner tool program or visit O'ReillyAuto.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Ron Barr here. Now that people are getting out and exercising more, I want to recommend Relief Factor to you. Relief Factor helps those exercise-related pains and general muscle aches and pains. Now, if you're going to be working in the garden, you're going to be using your hands a lot. And if your hands hurt, listen to what Julia Brown had to say about using Relief Factor. I had pain in my hands that kept me from work and doing projects around the home. I heard about Relief Factor on the radio and began taking it, and it left me with pain-free hands again. I was able to do the things around the house that I enjoy doing. I'm so glad I found Relief Factor. 100 million Americans suffer from ongoing pain due to aging, exercise, overexertion, and the effects of everyday living. Be sure to check out Relief Factor at relieffactor.com or give them a call at 800-500-8384. That's 800-500-8384. If your loved one has passed away due to COVID-19, pay close attention to this message. You could be entitled to a death benefit of over $300,000. The U.S. government has set up a fund to pay families relief if they've lost a loved one due to COVID-19. We know this is a hard time for you, and this fund has been set up by the federal government to help ease your pain. The compensation includes a death benefit and lost wages benefit. Time is limited, so we urge you to make a free phone call right now. There's no cost to you for this claim. All legal fees are only covered once you receive your money. So if you've lost a loved one due to COVID-19, call the legal helpline right now to find out if you qualify for a cash award. Here's our number. 800-918-4086. 800-918-4086. 800-918-4086. That's 800-918-4086. Paid for by the IPG Law Group. Okay, my shipments have to get to customers on time and looking good. It's possible with Staples Connect. Staples Connect has small business shipping covered with premium shipping supplies, custom labels, and UPS shipping services. And now, buy two, get one free on decorative shipping supplies. Plus, get 20% off UPS Express shipping services. Explore what's new at your local Staples store or staplesconnect.com. Staples Connect, the working and learning store. N73, visit staplesconnect.com slash shipping for details. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. No Mike Sempervivi. Still under suspension. We're doing all we can. In fact, we may be doing a lot more on Sunday. I'm trying to get everything worked out right now. But Lance Storm is joining us here today. And as noted in the opening segment, in three minutes on our YouTube channel, world premiere, Mega Ran, novelist, Clash of the Titans, Okada versus Omega. It'll be streaming exclusively the world premiere on our YouTube channel. And then we will be playing the video here, twitch.tv slash F4W video. In about, I'd say, 15, 20 minutes, one of the commercial breaks, so you'll be able to watch it if you're watching along on Twitch. 
And then the final segment of the show, Mega Ran and Novelist joining us to talk about this video and so much more. And uh, as noted, Lance is here today. Lance, I know that uh, I know you're well aware of everything that happened in WWE with people being released yesterday. And my question for you is, did you ever receive a text message from John Laurinaitis alerting the world to you being released from this company? Uh, 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 a mass um, text. A mass text about others being released. No, I've never got about one you? of those. Did they send one out when you were released? I have no idea. I didn't even get a text that I was released. He called me personally. So. No. Well, he sent out a text yesterday that said, Due to budget cuts... The following talent were released today. Braun Strowman, Lana, Buddy Murphy, Santana Garrett, Ruby Wright, and Alistair Black. Now, do we know, I would hope, the actual six people got notified earlier than that? I would presume that they were notified earlier, but I couldn't tell you for sure. Because that would be horrendous if all you got was the mass text. Yes. Just to alert everyone, these six names have been released, and you're one of them going, crap. So what do you make of this? I mean, uh, we talked about it yesterday. I was surprised by Strowman and Lana. I was less surprised by everybody else. What do you make of this? Well, you know, there's there's a lot of different things that could be happening. And it could be just that, you know, Nick Khan is on a... I'm tightening the ship. I'm increasing profits, like, you know, as that's his goal. Much like when, you know, Bill Watts came into WCW with, it's like, trim, trim, trim. We need to make more money or lose less money, whichever the case may be. And if it's just who can we cut, where can we cut, then, you know, the rumors of the sale and stuff could all be exaggerated or completely just speculation. But he's, you know, trimming the budget. And and the sad thing is that, they have so many bodies that almost no one is irreplaceable. Like, there's some really talented people on that roster, but, you know, guys like Alistair Black, they haven't been doing anything with up until two weeks ago, oddly enough. But, so it's not like the product is going to suffer, but there's some really talented people that could have been used for so much. But, you know, they've got a lot of bodies. They they sign so many people that I'm I'm not surprised any time they trim now. Because I think they've probably realized that AEW is also at a glut of talent that they don't need to hoard um, to stop AEW from having talent. You know, I was thinking about this last night when Dave was talking about Braun's giant contract. And if you guys recall correctly, I don't know the contract status of, of anyone I don't know who has renegotiated or redone their deals or whatever, but I do know that when AEW first started up, I mean, there were a lot of people that, you know, they were worried about them going elsewhere, and so they signed them to much, much larger deals. If I recall correctly, I think that uh, that's what happened to Gallows and Anderson. Like, you know, there was some concern they might go elsewhere, so they offered them this huge money, but then they ended up cutting them. So if we're in a in a cost-cutting mode here, I wonder, like, ultimately, like, I hope no one else gets cut. But, I mean, a few, like, a little while ago, they said they weren't going to cut anybody else. And then yesterday they did. So, I mean, God only knows they could cut more people tomorrow. I wonder if there are people that uh, basically used AW for leverage to get drastically increased deals. There were people that were, that were getting offered double what they were making before. 
I wonder if all of a sudden, if you're not like a Randy Orton type guy, all of a sudden, like you could potentially be in danger because you renegotiated your deal at a time where they were signing everybody to huge deals. And and these, you know, releases could be a renegotiating, you know, strategy by WWE. Because that's the thing, you know, you talk about people that may have as much as doubled their contract. And then in less than a year, they went from working four days a week to one. And it's like, we're paying you double. You're working one quarter as much. I could see where they would want to restructure deals. And if you don't just immediately agree to restructure your deal, you know, they might cut people so that they can go out and see that, oh, maybe there isn't big money in other companies and they will renegotiate a different deal, which sucks, but it could be done. Should mention that uh, SmackDown on Friday night. We got some ratings numbers in everybody, and uh, we'll start with SmackDown. 1.928 million viewers, which is pretty much identical to the week before. It showed it a .50 in 18 to 49, which was the same as uh, last week as well. The Raw rating. So yesterday, this Raw number came out, and it looked horrific. Uh, there was a 1.5 million first hour, a 1.5 million second hour, and a third hour was less than 1.2 million viewers. And everybody was like, oh, my God. And uh, that was was what was written on the uh, printout or whatever. So it wasn't like it was a typo. It was not a typo. But it was, as it turns out, inaccurate. The third hour of the show according to Post Wrestling, did 1.586 million viewers. So uh, the tweet I sent out yesterday that was inaccurate, it did not do 1.2 million viewers. Third hour did 1.586. So the good news is that third hour did not do 1.2 million viewers. The bad news is it is still the second lowest number that Raw has ever done, ever. And the 18 to 49 was a point. Four zero, which was in fact the lowest eighteen to forty nine number that the show has ever done in history. So, good news and bad news with the ratings we initially had, um, but at least they did not hit one point one six eight million. So that's at least a positive there. Yeah, but I, I think you know Memorial Day generally hits the show hard, <clears throat> and I think Memorial Day with people going out would be younger people. And I would think, too, with, again, restrictions now lightening up, vaccines getting done, I would think there is a greater desire for people to get out. So I don't think it's necessarily um, an indictment as much as, as one might think, because I think Memorial Day 2021 had the biggest appeal for getting out and being outside and doing other things. Well, that is that is obviously so, you know, when you talk about, well, it was Memorial Day, it was NBA, blah, blah, blah. They've dealt with that forever, okay? But you are correct. This is a very different Memorial Day. And if you look at the, the hourly numbers right here, I mean, the hourly numbers, now that we know that the third hour was actually the highest rated hour. You guys want to go back and find out when the third hour of Raw, the last time it was the highest rated hour of Raw, I mean, I can't even remember the last time. And if it happened, it was an aberration. I mean, the third hour is almost always the lowest rated hour. And the third hour being the highest rated does, in fact, tell you that this was largely Memorial Day. Everybody was out when the show started. They were still out during the second hour. 
and they actually came back in the third hour. Now, the third hour is not a great number at all. That's a horrible third hour, but being the highest rated of the three hours does tell you that the issue was people were not tuning into the show at the beginning, and they were not tuning into the show until later. So it was largely the first Memorial Day since the pandemic. I don't want to say the pandemic ended because it hasn't ended, but for a lot of people, it has ended. And so they went out and went crazy and uh, showed up late for, uh, for Raw. So that's the update on the numbers there. And uh, one of these years, we'll have the NXT numbers. And uh, one of these lifetimes, we'll have the AEW numbers as well. I'll put them up when I get them. Back in a moment, Observer Live. Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how Simple it is right now by calling for your free page publishing new author submission kit. One quick three-minute phone call. That's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published. Pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number. 800-603-0885. 800-603-0885. That's 800-603-0885. Do you have a home that you don't want anymore? We can buy it from you within 24 hours, any home, size, or condition. For over 20 years, we've been buying homes for cash and helping homeowners sell their homes immediately with no listings or strangers walking through your home. Are you moving? Did you lose your job? Going through a divorce? Whatever the reason, if you're in a bind and you know that you need to sell your house fast, call the expert team at I Need to Sell My House Fast. We'll make you a serious cash offer to buy your home in 24 hours and let you walk away from it. No listing, no waiting. Sell any home, any size, any condition now. Call the expert team at I Need to Sell My House Fast. Make this free call now. 800-306-1760-800-306-1760-800-306-1760-That's 800-306-1760. Do you need to sell your home? If you've sold a home before, you remember how stressful and expensive it was. Sold.com is here to help you sell your home for the most money and with the least amount of stress. There are new ways to sell your home that you've never heard of before. Did you know there are companies who will offer you cash for your home? Did you know you could trade in your home for a new one? Did you know there are realtors who will sell your home for a flat fee instead of an expensive commission? It's true. Sold.com services are free. So if you're looking to sell, make this free phone call right now and learn how your next home sale can be faster and easier than you ever thought possible. Pick up your cell phone and call right now. 800-449-1759. 800-449-1759. 
1759. Again, that's 800 449 1759. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live, Lance Storm uh, joining us here today. And if you missed the world premiere of Okada versus Omega, Clash of the Titans, Mega Ran, and Novelist, it will be airing in the next commercial break here, twitch.tv slash F4W video. So you can enjoy that. And then when it's over, when we return to the show, we will in fact have... Both of them, Mega Ran and Novelist, here on the program talking about the video and uh, and wrestling. And talk some pro wrestling here, Lance. They'll uh, be talking pro wrestling. That's what we like. We like wrestling here on this program. Right? I'd like to think so. That's All what right. the first W stands for, right? Or the only W, Just I checking. Guess. Just checking. Hey, listen, if you want to uh, send in your comments here today, questions for Lance as well. 844-91... Actually, that's the wrong one. 425-780-7566 is the text message line. 425-780-7566. Brian at WrestlingObserver.com is the email at Brian Alvarez on Twitter. We've got Instagram posts going up from the former Ruby Riot, who basically... I mean, it was very rough when she first got the call, but she says she is uh, she's ready to go. And she's not sure what she's going to call herself. Obviously, she can't call herself Ruby Wright. She says, in the beginning, Heidi Lovelace was given to me. At the end, Ruby Wright was taken away. I don't know what I'll be called or where I will end up. But please know this is far from over. Thank you. I presume she can get work pretty much anywhere, would be my guess. Yeah, I'd like to think so. And she was super easy to work with, too. Uh, I worked with her a few times when I was uh, my short run as a producer in WWE. And she was super nice, super easy to work with. So I would imagine she will uh, show up very quickly once she's available. And then we had a an interview with Tom Phillips where he was asked about being replaced by Adnan Verk as lead Raw announcer and said that he was surprised with the news, but that he respected Verk and his ability to get the job done. Well, I don't think he actually got the job done because he was replaced in seven weeks. Said he was surprised by how short Verk's tenure was, but he will do just fine. He said he, Tom Phillips, was always fine with being produced and that it happens regularly to anyone on commentary. Said his job was to tell stories and that sometimes his micro-views were different than the macro-view of those producing the show when it came to the story they were trying to tell. He hopes to keep up his relationships with those he met in WWE. Talked about his friendships with The New Day. As he got to know Xavier Woods and Big E from NXT. He is looking for his next opportunity, wants to get in on the ground floor and work his way up. Didn't have any preference for what sport he called next, even though he is an ardent fan of college football. That's the update on Tom Phillips. I always get annoyed, and annoyed is probably an exaggeration, but... At the, you know, our job is to tell stories, and, and maybe it's a semantics issue, but it's like, in my opinion, no, it's not. They are to narrate the story the wrestlers are telling, and, and I think that's an important difference. But again, maybe it's just a, uh, 
choice of phrasing, but uh, they are the narrators of the story being told in the ring, in my opinion. Well, they are, but I mean, it's just weird because, I mean, if you're if you're good at wrestling, I mean, how much of a narrator do you need to tell you what's going on? You're just watching it. And I certainly don't understand the point of three narrators to tell me what's going on. Well, I, I don't think you need three, but I do think there's an importance to at least, well, one for sure, but two is nice. But it's to stimulate and drive the questions home. You know what I mean? And it was like when I, I did uh, when I did the first match with Mike Bennett in Ring of Honor, I had sent a few notes to Kevin Kelly and whoever else. I think it was Nigel. Kevin and Nigel, I think, did commentary. I could be wrong on Nigel. Definitely Kevin Kelly. And it's like I just wanted them to, this is sort of the overall picture we're saying, uh, telling, don't be afraid to narrate the story. And it was a case of, again, I was in my 40s. I'm like, it's the Randy Couture story. It's like, this guy was really good, but is he still going to have the gas tank? And it's like, this is the story we're telling, so don't be afraid to bring up my age. And I think the key with good commentators is they don't have one guy going, oh, he's too old. The other guy saying, no, he's not. He's still young. The commentators bring up the questions. It'll be interesting to see if he's too old, if he can still go. Will he have that same reserve he did in his youth? And to me, that's where you narrate the story, and then we in the ring tell that story and answer those questions. So this person here says, uh, with WWE seemingly in money-saving mode, this is Windjammer from the uh, Twitch chat here, do you see a possibility where WWE shuts down NXT and goes back to having a cheaper developmental option with smaller companies like OVW Deep South or since Lance is here at Storm Wrestling Academy? Listen, Windjammer, I love you. But you are out of your mind. So let's say that they shut down NXT and Lance is in charge of, of training all these guys and ladies. Bro, they're not working for free. I mean, they're still all going to be under contract. And you're going to be paying a ton of money for these people to be under contract. And then they're going to be training with Lance. And, and how are they going to be generating any revenue for the company? The way that it's set up right now... NXT is making like $35 million a year for television. So there's no way they're shutting down NXT and losing that television deal to send a bunch of people to train with Lance or Ohio Valley or uh, whatever the case might be. Right now, they're generating content and being paid for it, whether you like the show or not. Like, that's what NXT is about right now, is a television deal and generating revenue for the company through that television deal. So, no, I do not see them shutting down NXT. Yeah, if they were looking at just trimming expenses, you could, you know, reduce the number of people at the PC. You could reduce some of the staff. But like you say, NXT is producing or generating a lot of revenue with that television show. And then people are asking about 205 Live. And, and listen, all of these shows, the idea is for them to generate money somewhere, okay? If they think that 205 Live is a draw for people to buy Peacock, that 205 Live is going to exist. I don't think it is. I don't even know what the 205 Live status is as far as selling that show to to other countries. I mean, they may have television deals in other countries for 205 Live. I actually have no earthly idea. That's how closely I follow 205 Live. But everything they do, it needs to generate revenue in one way or the other. Even if it's a place where, you know, hey, maybe we'll sell a few subscriptions to Peacock and we'll give uh, Ali somewhere to work or whatever. I mean... That's that's the point of all of these things. Whether they're huge money generators, I have no idea, but that's the point of them. They're they're creating content which they can then sell elsewhere. 
And they're also keeping guys active without live events right now. If if you're not on the the main show on Raw or SmackDown or NXT, it's like you're twiddling your thumbs. You're not out there on shows. So at least getting them out there before the tapings to wrestle these main event matches, these 205 matches, you know, it's like dark and elevation. It's like we need to keep the talent working. This person says, do you think Thea Trinidad to WWE is still a thing? I don't know, but based on Alistair Black's Twitch interview yesterday, I would say yes. Or at least they're hoping a yes. Because I got so many emails yesterday about Alistair Black. I mean, I was flooded with them. In fact, let me read some of them here. Because one of them I didn't even hear about this one, but this was a, this was an interesting one. I really like Alistair Black, but like... This person says, how can Alistair Black say that Vince wanted to put the U.S. title on him, yet didn't, and that Vince had big plans for him, and yet put him in a closet for 18 months? Either Black is genuinely this dumb, this person says, or he's trying not to burn the bridge with Vince. I don't think this is a dumb guy. My, no. my guess would be that he is attempting to not burn a bridge. But yes, if Vince wants you to be the U.S. champion, I mean, come on. You're the U.S. champion the next day. I mean, how can Vince want you to be the U.S. champion, but, like, you don't become the U.S. champion? I don't understand. You know what I'm saying? This has to be a political statement here, I believe. Yeah, or it could just be, again, to build your value up in the perception of fans that he was someone considered for a title run in WWE. Because, like you say, it's like I, I, Aleister Black was one of the guys I enjoyed talking to a lot when I worked there for my short run. And I really enjoyed interacting with him. I thought he was a super talented guy. So he is not a dumb guy. He's not, you know, falling for anything. He's a sharp cat. But again, better to present a positive image for there were plans for me. They just didn't happen. As well as there's no point in, you know, bad mouthing the place you came from. You know, I was also, I was also, I mean, <laughs> he went on about how plans change is a cop out. And it was like, bro, the very last thing you were involved in was plans change. You debuted, and then the next week, you weren't even on television. There was no follow-up to it whatsoever, and then they fired you. That seems to be a pretty big plans change. And, I mean, on top of that, all you have to do, I mean, forget the dirt cheats or whatever you want to call them. I want everyone to go, and I want you to write down everything that WWE previews for Raw and SmackDown. And then I want you to keep track of how many of those things take place and how many of those things don't take place. And the fact of the matter is, just by writing down what's advertised and what's delivered, you will see that, in fact, plans change all the time. I'm sure Lance would know, but I don't know what you can say. But obviously plans change, you know. I've even told the story of, you know, where my, you know, the boring gimmick with Steve Austin was supposed to go. But plans changed. And it was a case in my, that it was, again, it got to Survivor Series and someone else's plans changed and they were a bigger priority than me. So to a lot for their changed plans, my chain, my plans got killed and it just stuff happens. And it, it's, it should happen in wrestling because you have to adjust to the audience. Stand by everybody. Check out the commercial here. The commercial break, twitch.tv slash F4W video. And novelist and Megaran joining us after the break. Stick around, Wrestling Observer Live.
own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845. Come on, you watch the news. Be prepared to pay more taxes. Then if you owe back taxes or haven't filed in a few years, get ready. The IRS, the largest collection agency in the world, will be coming after you. With the power to collect taxes by any means they want to. Hey, they can freeze your bank account, your passport, even padlock your business. Oh, good times. Look, if the IRS claims you owe them 5000 or more in back taxes and they're coming after you, don't panic. Call my friends at Get a Tax Lawyer first. Their job is to negotiate with the IRS and save you money. They're experts at it. That's all they do. And you can trust them. In some cases, they have reduced a $50,000 tax bill to less than 1000 If you owe the IRS 5000 or more in back taxes, call now for a free consultation. Call 800-732-9635. 800-732-9635. That's 800-732-9635. My doctor prescribed me Viagra. It wasn't covered by my insurance, so it was costing me like $65 a pill. That's expensive. Over 20 million guys like us use Viagra. Over a certain age, we just need it. I found a way to pay less than $3 a pill and get virtually the same effect of the $65 pill. I heard an ad just like this on the radio called, and for $99, I got 40 generic versions of the $65 pill. Save yourself money and call right now and get over 40 pills for $99. There's no embarrassment here to use Viagra. If we're over 50, we need it, but not at high prices. Call now with your credit card and get the 40 pill special for just $99. 800-399-3691. That's 800-399-3691. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Lance Storm joining us here as well. And Mega Ran Novel is joining us here today. The brand new, it world premiered about 30 minutes ago. We just played it during the commercial break. Clash of the Titans, Okada and Omega. Got a lot of uh, feedback here. That was dope, this person says. I didn't write that. Amazing. <laughs> Good song. I liked the beat. Uh, solid. Applause. Uh, there's some profanity here that I can't read. Uh, nice. More of that, please. And uh, anyway, uh, nice to have you both on the show, two professionals. We got mics, headsets. That's what I love to see. Megaran, how you doing today? 
I'm great, man. This is exciting. You know, I've been watching, listening, reading The Observer forever. So to be here and be a part of this is it's really cool. Dare I say, it's pretty dope. Oh, my God. Novelist, how are you doing today? Uh, I'm good. Uh, same. You know, I've been I'm a diehard pro wrestling fan, been a big fan of the Observer for a while, fan of you and Lance as well. So this is really, really exciting, man. So I got a I got a message from you, Mega Ran, a while ago, and you were like, I want to talk to you about this idea. And I was like, all right, well, this should be interesting. And in fact, the idea was everything that we did today. And I want you to just tell us a little bit about uh, how this came about, the idea behind it, and uh, how it came to be. Well, um, I think the it's come like everything has come exactly kind of how we talked about it. And then the bonus was like actually, you know, talking to you and being on the show. But um, it's just I think we worked on a song. Novelists had the idea to do a song about like what a lot of people feel like are some of the best matches of all time you know, the series of Okada and Omega. And we're like right around the anniversary of of those matches, you know, I think the last one, the Dominion one. And uh, so, yeah, we're like, this would be a great time to talk about it and to premiere it on like a wrestling channel or, or some of some sort. And I'm like, hmm, okay, well, I think we got to go straight to the top. So <laughs> we went to the Observer, you know, I was like, all right, I'm going to shoot my shot, see what happens. And uh, and luckily you were you were cool about it. You were willing to listen to my. I'm sure it sounded strange, you know, my my attempt at selling this. Like, okay, it's a rap song, but it's about wrestling, and it's like it totally fits in because we all love wrestling. You know, I'm sure it's a, a weird sell, but I've kind of operated in this weird space as a musician who who's kind of wears his fandoms on his sleeve. You know, whether it's video games, comic books, anime, you know, and pro wrestling. So. Uh, to me, it was like a perfect fit to kind of work. I don't know. Is this the first time you've ever done anything like this, like a music premiere? I'm pretty sure this is our very first music premiere. But, yes. uh, I mean, going back, <laughs> we've been doing this since 2005, so there's plenty of stuff I don't remember. It's possible we had another one. <laughs> Let's but, just uh, say it was the first. Yes, okay. this is the only one I remember. Hopefully I didn't insult okay. anybody right there. <laughs> right, some band is like, wait a minute, you played my song in 2006? So, so obviously, uh, the, the, because it's about Okada and Omega, I mean, if you guys have ever heard uh, this Dave Meltzer fella, big fan of the match, and I was as well, and uh, a lot of people would say that uh, at least one of the three matches in their series, and really you can take your pick, was in fact the greatest wrestling match that they had ever seen in their lives. And uh, I want to ask both of you, uh, we'll start with you, Mega Rand, was this the greatest match that you have ever seen in your life? Oh man, I think, I think yes. But uh, to me, it was I had to go back. You know, I think for me, the the making of a classic is the same way when people say a classic album, a classic song, a classic piece of art of any kind. It's if it holds up and withstands the test of time. So when you go back and watch them, and you still get the same feelings, knowing the results, and knowing what happened, and still can like feel all the emotion behind it. You know, the near falls, the everything. Uh, yes, I think the second match to me is, is to me, the, my favorite match of all time. Yeah, it was actually four. I've been uh, chastised by the uh, chat right here. I apologize <laughs> for <laughs> I thought a trilogy was... Uh, anyway. So, uh, so Novelist, you, uh, I guess tell us a little bit about your fandom, how long you've been a fan of wrestling, and was this the greatest match that you have ever seen? 
yeah, I've I've been a fan of wrestling pretty much my whole life. Um, when I was a kid, uh, my mom used to take me and my brother to Blockbuster every Friday, and my brother would always get a game, and I would always get an old wrestling videotape. So I I kind of grew up edu- already educated on like older '80s, you know, wrestling, Steamboat, Flair stuff, all that. So uh, I've been a wrestling fan forever, but uh, I do uh, think that at least one of these is the best match ever. I'm uh, kind of particular to the first one. Uh, the first one is my favorite. Uh, I just like the the spots a little more, and I just think that um, for it to be the, the first one that kind of put a lot of eyes on New Japan for people who weren't already watching it, uh, I just think that significance is what makes it my favorite out of the four matches. You know, you've been a a longtime fan when you when you remember getting tapes at Blockbuster. <laughs> <laughs> I um, I just watched the the last Blockbuster movie, and man, it just took me back. Like Fridays was uh, yeah. was pizza and Blockbuster, and nice. um and I remember getting a Star Starcade. Like I was I guess it was Starcade eighty eighty five eighty six I guess. And um and I stayed up all night watching it because it was way too long and my my mom was like I'm going to sleep, and uh man I just yeah absolutely like Blockbuster was, that was our beginning of of tapes and then on to trading tapes on the internet yeah, and things trading. like that, the Hayabusa tapes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so so was that your first memory? What was your first memory of of pro wrestling? What's the first match you ever saw where ah, I love this? Well. Whoa. Oh, for me, um, I lived in Philly. I grew up in Philly, a uh, big WWF town. Um, and WrestleMania happened. Gosh, which which WrestleMania was it where Savage won in the tournament? Um, four. That was four? Yeah, it was four. I, um, so yeah. four was in Atlantic City, but it was sold out. And that's only about 90 minutes from us. But since Philly was such a big wrestling town, they opened up the, the stadium, the Spectrum, and put the, put the whole thing on closed-circuit TV. And I don't know if it was three or maybe five bucks. And they had a merch stand there and everything. And we just sat and looked up at a screen like this the whole time <laughs> and, and loved it. And uh, and I remember getting a Macho Man foam finger because Macho Man was my guy. He's still my favorite of all time. And um, and Macho won. And I, I left. I remember leaving so happy. And from then on, I was completely hooked. Like, I absolutely ha- I can't get enough of this. Next time they come to town, I got to go. And um, and I didn't go until way later to see my first like live event. It was a Raw while I was at Penn State. And it was um it's a classic one where um Chris Jericho beat Triple H for the title on the fast count and uh and then they run it back and he fires Earl Hebner and all that and it was great. And uh, just being so hyped to think that we saw a title change, you know, they did the old dusty finish and um Dude, and we rewatched there, that and that was awesome. Oh, that crowd was so hot. Like that was such a moment. <laughs> it was great. And uh yeah, novelist, what's your what are your first memories? Besides Blockbuster. Um, I I was always uh, kind of into like Japanese wrestling. I had a when I was a kid, I had a, a friend uh, whose dad was like a big wrestling fan and he was like my tape guy when I was a kid. Uh, but I think the first match that I watched that made me like really like fall in love with it was probably uh, Ultimo Dragon versus Dean Malenko at Starcade ninety six. Yep. I think. Yeah, that just seeing Ultimo Dragon come out with all the belts, you know what I mean? It was it was it was crazy, and the match was awesome. And I th- and I think that might be the first pay per view that I ever uh, ordered as well, like ever. So it'd probably be the 
Ultimo Dragon versus Dean Malenko match at Starcade '96. So obviously, go ahead, Lance. You got a question here? Yeah, I'm just curious because, especially because, again, I actually drove to Philly, stayed at a friend's aunt's place in Philly, and then drove into Atlantic City and caught WrestleMania live as a fan. Wow. So, wow. so we're on a fairly even playing field as fandom. When you yeah. first discovered the Observer, was it a oh, my God, this is inside information to you? Or was it later when it was just like, oh, hey, another news source? Because I remember I first discovered it in 90, and I was just like, this was the kayfabe era. It's like, oh, my God, this is backstage information. This is incredible. What yeah. was it like when you first discovered <laughs> yeah, same. it? same. I, I, yeah, I had a friend at, at school maybe who's like, he, he even like pulled me close. was like, hey, hey, look, look what I found, you know, and he starts telling me like, these, these are all the secrets. This is what wrestlers really think about each other and what's really going on. And I was like, how'd you get this? You know, like I'm thinking like, you're going to get in trouble. Like this is what? And it just really like blew the lid off of it. And later on, I liken it to um, I had an ex-girlfriend who was really into soap operas and she would buy the soap opera digest. And it was the same type of thing where she'd be like, oh, yeah, well, these two, they date each other on screen, but they really don't like each other. And this one, when they kiss, they hate yeah. each other so much that he puts garlic in his mouth when he kisses her because he hates her. You know, and I'm like, what? You know, so I was I would sit and watch with her and see all that kind of stuff happen. And, um, yeah, I think I believe it was sometime early 90s for sure for me, like a friend at school had uh, just opened. He just blew my mind. You know, it was like, wait, this is like a door that we're not supposed to be behind. Right. Like, what's happening? <laughs> you know? So, yeah, yeah, it was great to see that. So you guys, like, I don't know how old both of you are, but, I mean, we all have similar memories of, of the early days of wrestling and, uh, and Blockbuster, et cetera. So one of the things when you were a wrestling fan that has been watching and enjoying wrestling as long as all of us, uh, obviously the next step is uh, usually some sort of backyard wrestling so uh, the question here to both of you is, uh, did you ever engage in any sort of backyard wrestling? Uh, no, let's go ahead. <laughs> um, Plead I fifth. actually am like a, a student of martial arts. So naturally, I got into some backyard sketchy like wrestling when I was pretty young. We just uh, I never went. Uh, as far as like getting in an actual ring, but me and my buddies had a little thing set up on a trampoline, and we would always uh, we would always set up wrestling matches and and have matches on the weekends and record them and stuff. So I did uh, partake in some some trampoline backyard wrestling. Excellent. <laughs> yeah, I had um, <laughs> we we yeah we went way into it. We would take the refrigerator like cardboard boxes, draw our own wrestling belts, cut them out. Uh, we had friends who were really good at artwork, <laughs> and um, we'd take, make a little nameplate out of some more cardboard, put it on top when the person changed belts. Uh, so, But, like, thinking back, I don't know how we even did it. Like, people won matches, but we never, like, discussed who was going to win. So it was just, like, who got cut, you know, on a pin, and it was just like, oh, wow, he beat him. It's an upset. You so know, it was like, your basic worked pro wrestling with shoot oh, yeah. finishes. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Like, we never knew who was going to win. It was a pure shoot. I, I have a memory of my friend Byron, who was like the shortest kid on the block, beating Al, who was like 6'6", because he just like, I don't know, he just caught him slipping and kept him down. <laughs> and I remember him running down the street with our title. Uh, our, our The street we grew up on is Woodstock, so we called it the, the WWWF. <laughs> it was the Woodstock <laughs> World Wrestling Federation. And um, 
And I, I clearly can remember him getting the upset of the year, just running down the street with his belt. And I'm like, I don't know how that happened, but okay. I always wonder because, like, I'm an old man now and I've got young children. So, like, I don't know anybody that would be kind of in that middle area. Like, do kids today even do backyard wrestling anymore? Or is it just if you like wrestling, you just go to the local wrestling school and just start training? Yeah, yeah, you just sign up. Mac, now it's so easy. That's funny. I talked to Al Snow about that, and he was like, it's just too easy now. It is so easy now. In. You know, back in the day, you had to know one guy, and he he probably wasn't in your state, so you had to drive across the country to meet with him, and he'd tell you no a bunch of times and then <laughs> break your leg, and, then, you know, like, it's so now it's like, oh, I just go to my local school and, and figure it out. So, yeah, there's like... Well, actually, hold that thought. Sorry, Mega Rand. We got a, we got a commercial break here, but we're playing the song. Stick around, everybody. Observer Live. One wing danger can fly in any weather. Yo, catch us, catch can, catch us if you can. Terminator set from the future to bring a new dawn to man and send Tanya to a moonsault with a perfect land for the thousands in attendance and the millions on demand. The cleaner, not a moniker, but a demeanor. Feeling cut up, looking leaner when I step in the... I don't even recognize myself anymore. I'm really worried about him. His addiction. I haven't seen him like this. Ever. Hey, look, I, I never wanted to start using. I, I knew the drill, but I was out of options. I, I just want to tell him it's not your fault. There are people out there who can help. People who have felt your pain. They know what you're going through. This has to stop. I, I'm losing everything. Everyone. You've been strong your whole life. You can do this, but you have to reach out for help. It's time. I can do this. Addiction is a disease, and diseases need treatment. Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-338-6906. 800-338-6906. That's 800-338-6906. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline. You love your dog. Is something bothering him or her and you can't figure out what it is? Maybe they seem slow or lethargic. And maybe they just don't have energy. Wouldn't you like your dog to be living their very best life? PetJoy offers a money-back guarantee on all of its products. If your dog won't eat it or you don't see the results you want, just let us know and we'll make it right. Totally risk-free. What do you have to lose? You can't buy PetJoy multivitamins in a store. The only way you can get them is through this unique radio offer. And if you call right now, learn how to get two bottles free with your order. Turn your dog's life around and make him or her a happy camper. Ain't that right, boy? He said call Pet Joy right now. 800-846-2153. 800-846-2153. 800-846-2153. That's 800-846-2153. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now for prices so low we can't publish them anywhere. 
The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800 754 That's 800-754-4531. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back at the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live, joined by Lance Storm, Mega Ran, novelist. we got about 90 seconds. Let's get some plugs out. There's a new album, Twitter information, the whole nine yards. Oh, yeah. New album is called Maverick Hunters, myself and novelist. You can still pledge for vinyl. You can get that online wow. at random.bandcamp.com. And I'm at Twitter, um, and mine is Mega Ran. It looks like Meg Ryan, but it's not. It's Mega Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> and novelist. Oh, yeah, man. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, I'm on Twitter, too, at the novelist, T H E N O V E L I S S. Follow me on Instagram at novelist, C S F, N O V E L I S S C S F. And Mega Ran already told you guys where you can get the new project at. So thank you. Can I, yeah. can I confirm that this album is available on vinyl? Yes. Yes. Classic. Can you get it at Blockbuster? It's obviously the next question. <laughs> you know, there's only one left, so I can call them, and I'm sure they can, they'll can they hold it. <laughs> well, listen, yeah, I want to thank you guys so much for doing the show here today. So we talked during the break, and uh, if you didn't get a chance to uh, to see the video, we're going to try and get it into rotation here, twitch.tv slash F4W video. So you don't have to just keep watching uh, Vinny and I show off my fake house from uh, uh, 2005. We'll have some other cool stuff on here as well. So thanks again, and uh, once again, let's throw out the Twitter handles one more time. Megaran. That is at Megaran, M-E-G-A-R-A-N. That should be simple. And uh, Novelist. That is at the Novelist, T-H-E-N-O-V-E-L-I-S-S. There you go. Well, thanks so much, both of you, and thanks, everybody, for listening today. Really appreciate it. And uh, back later on tomorrow, Observer Live, Brian and Vinny show tonight, and uh, maybe Landstorm show tomorrow. We're not sure yet, but we're figuring that out. Because unlike in WWE around here, plans do change. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll talk to you again next time, Wrestling Observer Live.